When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the city of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. You should have been pulled in the forefront they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you Two Utah. Give me two. Two. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Oh. Live and uncensored. How about that, Phil? That's right. This is so Whoa. exciting. Yes. Whoa. I feel the uh, love, the excitement. It's a new day. I'm starting my new year today. Happy New Year to me on two twenty-two twenty-two. Phil, are you excited for the new year? Yeah. Hey, um, are you familiar with the personal injury attorney Glenn Lerner? I don't think so. Glenn Lerner is the lawyer for you. Call two 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 two. You never heard that one? I haven't heard that one at all. No. Oh man, it's a classic. Is that a is that a national thing? He yeah, he is kind of a national type. Of, I think he's based out of Las Vegas, uh, oh. and uh, he just like works out all day. He's all shredded, <laughs> uh, and then he has his catchy, you know, call two 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 two. That's what I always think of with all the twos. Well, I got to get down on that then. Glenn Lerner is something I need to be exposed to immediately. I'm going to look this up after the show. For those of you that are watching live, you can look it up on your own time. But right now, we're going to talk prospects. It's the Prospect Power Half Hour. Welcome in. Phil Goyet, as always. Follow Phil on Twitter at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L. And me, the Plaza Podcast, two else, two Z's. Utah, give me two. So, Phil, today we're going to talk about something different. We did some AL East breakdowns of the teams, but then I thought... You know, we already know who the big three usually are. Let's go beyond the top three, and let's take it to the next level. Who are going to be the next big three for the teams we're talking about going forward? Let's give the people something unique and different. Otherwise, you get your prospect information anywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah, I tried to go pretty deep cuts on these guys. So not even that I know with any amount of certainty that they will be the next top three. But they could be the next top three because they're exciting. Exactly. It's all about what we know and what you know based on your experiential knowledge and your wisdom as a prospects guru. And you're going to give it to us because we trust you. There's no doubt about it. Marty says, best half hour of talk in prospects. Hey, well, that's a very specific 
you know, genre we have here. It's the best half hour in the biz. Thank you, Marty. We love you. I'm going on with uh, Marty and Christian tomorrow to talk about Astros. All right. Astros Hell yeah. Prospects. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, don't miss that. I will definitely always push the Triple Play Fantasy channel in general on YouTube. And you can check out Marty and Christian's work. Christian has guested for Phil on this show before. Christian yeah. Crespo is a follow. Marty Tallman's a follow. Follow these people. And then check Phil out on their show when they talk about the Houston Astros. It's going to be fun. Well, Marty can't wait, Phil. Look at that. He literally says it right there. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, we're talking AL Central. If you guys have questions in the meantime if, about anything in particular, you're always welcome to just throw them at us. We're always ready to share, learn, and grow with you on the Plaza yeah. Podcast Prospect Power Half Hour. We don't want to limit the talk just to the Central, but that's what we're going to focus on. If you guys have nothing else to share with us, because we got to be prepared. Uh, I wanted to mention real quick, I got this in the mail. I didn't know I was going to get this. It's the Baseball oh, yeah, HQ yeah. Minor League Baseball an analyst? Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this? Do you have any immediate questions or comments on this? I'm trying to think. I haven't probably read it in three, four years. Um, I usually get the forecaster every two, three years just for the research. Uh, I got one over here, actually. Definitely got my forecaster over here. I got that one about a month ago. And then I got this, and I started going through it, and I really enjoyed it. There it is. Look at that. We Robert Blackman. But this is all about the this front section here, you know, with all the research and stuff. So I try to get it every few years just so I can reread the research and see if there's any new research in the front section. Love it. So okay. yeah, we're a forecaster fan for sure. I haven't I haven't got the minor league one in some time, but uh, I do remember they kind of have a different grading system. So that's not like a 2080 thing and you know this dude's a 55 and blip blip it's more of uh abc right one to ten abc yeah that is exactly what it is yeah it's ranked from nines down to sevens and then there's also letters from abcde with uh uh interesting interesting thing uh i've never got this before and you know i had the chance chris blessing seemed to do the bulk of the work here on this this is like his thing and he was at first pitch, and I never got to talk to him once. It, it was just an example of how first pitch needs, I think, is a positive feedback here, a little bit constructive feedback to give opportunities to people who are newbies or newcomers who don't know what the hell they're doing. Even like me, even though I've been doing a podcast, I didn't know what the hell's going on half the time, to expose ourselves to these people. They have panels and stuff, but I'd like to have the chance to chat with them more. And maybe that's my fault, too. Maybe I didn't go up to him. I don't know what Chris Blessing even looks like. I have no idea. I think I saw him talk on a panel on Sunday morning. I believe it was him. And I'm like, oh, that's who Chris Blessing is. I saw him talk about a few prospects. So that's about as close as I got. Maybe that's all I deserve. Maybe he wants to be alone. I don't know. Chris has been the um, prospects guy at Baseball HQ for some time now, I think. I don't even know. Four or five years at least. And um, Chris, I think, would love to talk to you about it. He's always seemed very open to Anybody has got questions, I know he's always with me. Uh, wrote a little something for Baseball Farm a couple years ago for the first-year player draft guide. Um, so I know he'd be open to talking to anybody about it. Sometimes, like you say, it's just a matter of finding the time. That's true. That's a great point. And those things are you know, people coming at you. I get it. So I'm not saying, hey, what about me? Wah. That's not what I'm saying here whatsoever. I want that to be clear. Uh, Jasper says, I... 
weld all day, every day. Reading is out of the question most evenings. Hmm. Wow. He's using, he's done using his eyes for the day. <laughs> so, because he's really after, focusing with that welder. After welding all day, I would think, yeah. Wow. Well, that's interesting. I, I'll tell you this. Uh, this really helped me out with the, we've talked about first-year player draft and some players, but I got a deeper understanding because I was able to sit down and just read a lot of this stuff and look at individual opinions, get a different take too. I love Phil's take and I trust Phil until the end of time, bar none, hands down, but it's also good to see what other people are saying and what they think of players. So I may or may not have used this in our current dynasty draft to draft a few players, but if you look oh, at it, you oh, may have noticed sneaky. that. I, yeah, I definitely sneaky did that. So. Sneaky Pete uh, over there. Yeah, it's very sneaky, sir. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was cool. It was just a total surprise. I didn't know I would get that. And the yeah. gifts just keep on coming in the mail. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, so let's talk AL Central, the next big three, not the three you need to know. And by the way, on the graphic that I created, I'm just curious, Phil, because the thumbnail for our YouTube show today, yeah. I put on Dylan Dingler and okay. uh, uh, Mr. Sabato, Aaron Sabato of the Twins. Yeah. Yes. And Mr. Espino of the Cleveland Guardians. Um, yeah. I just randomly put those three on there. I don't know if they're going to make our list or not, so. I think uh, I didn't get through the twins research, so I was I got a little sidetracked this afternoon. But um, Dingler, I think, you know, I really don't have him in the current top three or the next top three for the Tigers. Okay. All right. Because I think while he could be up in the next, I don't know, year and a half, year, year and a half. Go Tigers. Um, and I think he could be a good player. I just don't know that it'll be an imp- like a top three prospect impact guy. Okay. Sabato is very interesting. Uh, if you watch him play, so Sabato was actually, uh, I think he's from New Jersey, I want to say, and he was actually the like the prep shortstop of the year, his year in prep class. Now, if you see him now, you'd be shocked that he played shortstop because he's a large human. Um, so he's he's a great athlete, really hit. 6'2", 230. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd be shocked that he played shortstop just looking at him now. Um, but And I remember when he was at North Carolina putting up uh, really good power, like uh, – exit velocity numbers because if you look i think north carolina has a analytics twitter feed so uh whoever does the analytics for north carolina it's like the diamond heels analytics or something like that uh, will post like exit velocities and stuff for the for the hitters which is cool um so i remember him having eye-popping ones back in college he can really hit so uh so could be he could be on there for sure uh, and then i think espino is the number one prospect in the cleveland system right now which might be oh. a little off the wall, but I think he's their best uh, baseball prospect in their system right now. Wow, that's impressive. Damn! You heard it here first, folks. That's live. We didn't even ask for that. That was a bonus. Uh, all right, so who you want to start with, Phil? Which team you want to start with? And uh, let's all go right. from three to one. We always like to count down. Let's travel to Detroit. No, let's travel to Cleveland. Let's go to Cleveland first since we're talking about Espino. Beautiful um, Cleveland. All right, so I have their current top three. Number three, Tyler Freeman, uh, who I think some pubs probably are higher on than me. Um, uh, I think he'll be a fine player. I just don't see him being an impact bat. He's another one of these guys that the power is going to develop, the power is going to develop, and it just hasn't developed yet. Uh, But he's a very nice uh, hitter, at least for batting average for your dynasty leagues. So Tyler Freeman, three. George Valera, number two. Uh, Valera is a guy I really do like. Uh, had excellent numbers last year. The behind-the-scenes stuff that I look at, like the estimated barrels on X-Woba, look fantastic. 
Uh, he's probably a corner outfielder, but he can really hit. Um, and then number one, like I said, was Espino. I think he's, you know, he's going to be a very good starting pitcher in Major League Baseball. Very excited okay. for him. So I grabbed him right. in some league. Now I can't even remember which one I have him in. That's when you know you're in too many. Uh, so those are those are the what I would say are my top three right now. Uh, so I think some blend of those guys are the consensus top three. Um, so if you get into the next top three, here's three guys that I like for Cleveland in their system now that could be on this list next year. Uh, Logan T. Allen is my number one. Ooh. Now, with Cleveland, you have to be careful to parse your Logan Allens because they have two left-handed Logan Allens in the system. Logan's Allen. So uh, this is Logan Logan T. Allen. Uh, he made it up to double A last year. He was a second rounder in 2020, left-hander. Um, and so I have a ERA estimator I like to use, which all it does is take three skills for pitchers. I think I've talked about it on the show before. Strikeout percentage, walk percentage, ground ball percentage. So those are the only three skills that go into it. But those are three things that pitchers probably have the most control over, arguably. And they also get, um, what's the word? I guess, uh, yeah, Rocchio. That's a good, sorry, I'm doing two things at once. Anthony said Rocchio at four. Yeah, I think Rocchio could be top three in a lot of outlets too. Uh, and I don't have a problem, like Matthew said, preferring him to Freeman. Totally cool with that. And he could be a guy that would be in the top three. He's probably a very good bet to be in the top three next year. Um, Interesting. So is a nice play. The Cleveland's kind of weird because they're very deep. They don't maybe have any huge studs, but they have like 20 guys that could contribute. So uh, they're super deep. That sounds um, like them. That definitely sounds yeah. like them to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, back to Logan Allen. So uh, anyway, his ERA estimator, if you just look at strikeouts, walks, and ground balls, is 3.07 using my estimator last year made it up to double a if you watch him pitch he's really deceptive you can tell that hitters are having a hard time picking him up when you watch the video because they're either late or the swings are uncomfortable but even just watching how he presents himself it's a lot of back to the hitter until he snaps the 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 pitch off and he's got a lower arm slot to go along with it too uh, so it's it's a tough look, especially for left-handers. But I saw even right-handers having a hard time picking him up. Uh, his command's really nice. Uh, his control's great. He throws a lot of strikes. Uh, he has a fastball, changeup, slider, uh, and they're all at least average or above-average pitches. Um, so I think the next step for him would be maybe adding velocity to the fastball. But Cleveland has done this. If we remember Shane Bieber... He was not a totally unlike a profile, a totally unlike Logan Allen. And then when he got to the majors, he added, you know, a couple ticks on the fastball. And then when you had to, you know, 95, 96, everything's playing up. So he's very exciting. I would definitely put him in the top three. I think he's got a very good chance of being top three guy next year. Um, my next pick is John Kensey Noel, who I think has gotten a lot of pub in the prospects world. So John Kensey's exciting. Um, Eye-popping thing for me was that his estimated barrel rate in low A last year was 16.8%, which is huge, huge. I mean, that's a that's a great barrel rate. So um, Wow. And he's a teenager, and he did it in full-season ball as a teenager. And is it a fluke, thing, though? What's that? Is it a fluke, though? No, I don't think so. Uh, another thing that you look at 
when you're looking at some uh, a player's power is where is he hitting his home runs? And based on where he hits his home runs, you can kind of uh, uh, estimate like what his power grade would be. This isn't my idea. This is an idea I stole out of the future value book that Long and Hagen and McDaniel wrote, um, ah. the Fangraphs guys. And they yeah. stole the idea, I believe, from Billy Epler, where Billy Epler actually had a picture and a, like a pull side is a 40, uh, power gap is a 45, straightaway center is a 60, something like that. Uh, anyway, you want to look for guys that have opposite field power. And if you watch Noel, he has easy opposite field power. Like no problem taking a fastball, uh, right-handed hitter to the right center field gap. No problem at all. Wow. So I think the power is absolutely legit. I'm really fascinated by this Billy Epler story, though. I want to hear more about Yeah, that I'll show you the picture. Time. I'll share it with you. So uh, it's great. I use it all the time. Okay. Um, That's good to know. The thing I, the only thing about Noel that I'm, I don't know if concern is the right word, but just something I would watch for is his, he's got a very unorthodox swing and setup, which can sometimes work for you, too, in your favor. I don't know if it's something pitchers are going to be able to exploit somehow, um, like fastballs in type of thing. If you watch him swing, it's it's. I'm not going to recreate it on the show, but it is a very <laughs> kind of unorthodox, strange sort of setup. He's almost starting his swing before the pitch happens. If that makes sense. Wow. Okay. Well, well that's Kensey, good to know. These are the things you don't see on paper, so we want to know these things. Yeah. So John Kenzie would be a, another pick that I think could be a top three for Cleveland. Uh, and then my last guy is Alex Free Planez. Alex Free Planez. Uh, he was another teenager that made it to full season ball last year. Um, great physical specimen. Watch the video. The kid looks like an athlete. Uh, started 43 games for the Cleveland's low A club last year in center field. So usually when you're going to watch, if you're going to watch a minor league team, this is a Bill James thing that I've stolen from Bill James. You want to pay attention to the guy that's hitting cleanup, the guy that's leading off, the guy that's hitting second. And then you pay attention to the shortstop, center fielder, catcher, like if you're looking at hitters. And that as a kind of a filter on its own, because those are usually where the best players are going to play. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So he's starting center fielder as a teenager for the low A club. Great athlete. Uh, his estimated barrel rate was good, 11.5%. Makes some loud contact. So I think there's a lot of physical tools that could spring him up. Um, I think the, he's he whiffs like crazy right now. The swinging strike rate was 20.3%, which is rough. That, that's not playable in, in major leagues. So that's something he'll have to figure out if he's going to get into the top three or get into the major league level, really. But I yep. still really like his chances, and I think he's an exciting prospect. I will share this with you real quickly because I think this is a fun comparison. Not that yeah. this is the Chris Blessing show, but uh, according to Mr. Blessing, the top prospects by organization in this book – Rocky is number one, okay. Valera number two, Spino number three, Freeman number four. Uh, Gavin Williams makes the fifth spot yeah. here. And yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Uh, Logan T. Allen, as you described. So a lot of similarities here. And really the only difference I see is Williams, uh, who's not in this top six at all, right? Yeah, Williams was a draft pick out of uh, East Carolina, I want to say. I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. Uh, That's amazing. Smaller school, but not a major program. Uh, but a lot of people really liked him going into the draft. I know that. Uh, I don't. Have, I don't know a lot about him. I would definitely prefer Logan T. Allen 
if for no other reason than he made You got it. A. East Carolina, by the way. Yeah, Correct. yeah, East Carolina. Logan T. Allen made double A last year and pitched really well in double A last year. So he's at least a year ahead of Williams at this point. I would definitely have him ranked higher on, on my list. All right. That's outstanding. That was, this is some of the best stuff we've ever done on the show, hands down already. I'm already really digging this segment. Great job, Phil. That's the Cleveland Guardians. Next big three. How uh, about the, you want to do Tigers next? Yeah, let's go to Detroit. Go Tigers. That's right. Hey. Detroit basketball. Michael, how do you say that? How do you say that town? Detroit? Yeah. Do you say, you say <laughs> Detroit? Yeah, you don't say Detroit, right? Deep. No, I say Detroit. Yeah. Now my grandpa was Canadian, uh, and he would the Canadians say it a little bit like I don't know if you you know the song "The Wreck" of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Detroit, of <laughs> Detroit. course. Detroit. That's how my grandpa yeah. used to say it. Detroit. Really? Yeah. Well, that was Detroit like a common thing. Running. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, okay. that's funny. So look, let's go to the D. Uh, I think their top three. For me, it looks pretty set. I have Toro, or sorry, well, it's three to one. Jackson Job, number three. Uh, really big ceiling there. So that's exciting uh, for Tigers fans, I think. Absolutely. Riley Green, number two. Spencer Torkelson, number one. I think we've talked about it on the show before. Those guys can flip based on your preference. And if it's fantasy versus real life, I think they're both going to be great. They're both going to hit. So um, so I, Detroit's got a really nice top three right now. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, Riley Green is, I saw Eric Cross is releasing his updated prospect rankings, and now Riley Green's his top five overall. So uh, that's exciting. And you just yeah. nailed it verbatim. That's exactly what the, is in this book, top three-wise. So it seems to be a general consensus. Job has moved yeah. in with the top two hitting studs as their three best prospects. Yeah, I think so. Maybe like Dingler is four. I'm not sure. Um but uh, anyway, let's look at the next top three. And uh, I think I did a little digging here. Um, the Royals ones, I really did some digging. But uh, for, all right, it's Tiger's next top three. <laughs> the first guy that stood out to me is Wilmer Flores. And I know you're thinking of, oh, well, Wilmer Flores. I know Wilmer Flores. He plays for the Giants. Yeah. He played for the Giants last year. This is his brother, Wilmer Flores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. That's amazing. Yeah, what so this is his younger younger brother. Uh, he's Venezuelan. Detroit signed him. Uh, sorry, they didn't sign him as an international free agent signing. That's wrong. He went to like a JUCO in Arizona or something, um, and they they drafted him wow. from there. Um, Wilmer was really nice last year. He was twenty years old, uh, made eleven starts in full season ball, uh, fifty three innings. I'm drawing a blank on there. They switched the Lakeland. Lakeland is their full season low A team now, right? Not uh, West That's Michigan. Right, yeah. So, uh, was, yeah. Uh, we talked about KGB ERA earlier. Uh, strikeout, walk, ground ball, ERA, basically. 2.95 was his last year, which is sub three. He's excellent. So, skills wise and, and skills that pitchers can control, he was really, really good last year. Um, so, I don't know. X Wobo allowed was only 247 against. So, he wasn't getting hit very hard either. Uh, I think Wilmer Flores is a guy that could jump this year for sure. I don't know if he'll jump to the top three, but I was feeling a little cheeky. So I want to jump in and give our old pal Helmut, who's always been a very loyal listener and dedicator and watcher of the Plaza Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour. Follow us on Twitter, Plaza Podcast, 2 L's, 2 Z's. Utah, give me two. We already talked about Espino, but what about this last yeah. part? 
Is there reliever risk, or will Espino of the Guardians stick as a starter? I think he's a starter. Uh, people, I think reliever risk, depending on who's talking on it, can mean very different things for different people. For me, a big reliever risk thing is if you only have two pitches. So, But that's kind of going away a, a bit in modern baseball. But generally, you're not going to be a starting pitcher if you can't turn the order over at least twice uh, or three times, right? And you usually can't do that with two pitches, especially against opposite-handed mm-hmm. batters. But Espino, I think, throws two kinds of breakers. The fastball is extremely good. He throws a changeup, too. Um, and then the other thing that people look at for reliever risk is, is is delivery. But I think it means different things to different people. Like some people will say he's got a reliever risk based on his delivery being like unorthodox or something, like he's going to hurt himself. Um, so for me, if you're looking at Espino's uh, athleticism, I don't see him having any problem throwing innings. Super flexible, uh, really – Really, like if if you're putting a, a through F scale athlete grade on Espino, you might give him an A for athleticism. So in my mind, he's a starter. Through a lot oh, of yeah. games. Like okay. Yeah. Well, there you go, Helmut. Just for you, we know you're a dedicated lover of the Plotsville Podcast Prospects Power Half Hour, so we did that for you. Thank you very much. Let's go back to the Tigers now. You gave us Wilbur Flores. Who's yeah, next? Yeah, Wilmer. Uh, so next, I looked at Colt Keith. Right, Ooh, so what a name. Keith was a prep selection that the Tigers made in 2020, and if you remember, the 2020 draft was only five rounds. This was the COVID draft, so he was their fifth round pick. Um, but the teams really, I think, took a lot of stabs at players in that fifth round that year that that were could turn out to be really good players. Uh, Colt Keith, uh, I put well built third baseman. He does not look his age. He looks like a. Um, I would say there's not a lot of projection left, but. He, he's, he looks like a MLB player now physically, which is exciting because he's a young guy. Um, uh, I have a stat where basically it takes his overall offensive production, like Woba or something, but puts it on the same scale as batting average, right? So he was a 277 hitter by that metric, which was which is good. 275 is above average. So uh, he was above average in full season last year athletic um some power could come just based on his build i think uh i think he should be able to play third base so colt keith would be a guy i'm watching for the tigers to take a leap this year um and then my last tigers guy was ty madden so he was their draft pick out of texas last year who at one point had hype to be like a top 15 pick in the draft so the tigers really got two first rounders last year i think they had a nice draft um Madden ha- might have the reliever risk like Helmet brought up. So he might just be a two-pitch guy. But if you have two really good pitches like he does, uh, sometimes you can start, sometimes you can be a bulk guy, or you'd be a closer. So good value. Um, the fastball is really good. He touched 100 last year with the fastball. Um, and the slider is really good too. Tight, dirty, um, good spinning slider that makes people look foolish. Ooh. Uh, what's up, fellas? Ryan Murphy was a fifth rounder from that class, too. Oh, yeah. By the way. Yeah. Hey, Kyle. How's it going? Uh, yeah, Hi, Ryan. Kyle. Ryan uh, and the Giants system had a great year last year. Breakout. Total breakout. That's exciting. 
Yeah. Total breakout. Uh, Anthony <laughs> wants to know, is all the info I need for minor league baseball available at Rotofanatic? Well, you know, Rotofanatic is a site that we have that does exist. It's true. That's a fact. But minor league-wise, we have prospect information that Phil used to do. Phil's not doing that. The only place you're going to find Phil's stuff basically is here. This is it. This podcast directly. And Michael Richards. Yeah. yeah, Michael Richards is still doing some stuff for us, too, on divisional prospect breakdowns. You can check that out at rotofanatic.com, I believe. So, And, Phil, your old stuff's on there still, I assume, too. Yeah, I would think so. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there it is. Uh, we're running out of time, so we're going to do one more team real quick and call it a day. Just so happens it works out perfectly. We're going to do the Kansas City Royals. Sorry, Jasper, no White Sox for you today. You're going to have to come back for part two next week. But we all know, Jasper, that you'll be here next week. So not really worried about that. So who are the current top three for the Royals? Current top three. Uh, number three, I've got Nick Prado. Uh, number two, MJ Melendez, the catcher who should be up catching some this year as they work him in and, and he eventually probably pushes Salvador Perez off the catching spot for the team. And then number one is Bobby Wood Jr. I don't think there's any kind of debate about that. Uh, the other, yeah, the the other prospect, Asa Lacy, is another. Um, some outlets probably have him in the top three guy. Um, he has not had a great pro start to his pro career yet, but he was very highly touted as a college pitcher. So Asa Lacy's another guy that, and he should be up soon. So he's another top three ish guy to watch. Um, but so let's, but okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, no, 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 go for it. No, I mean, you are going to fill out your list here with the next top three. Yeah, these so guys. You, you didn't technically so... have Lacey in your top three so far. No, yeah. But you're admitting that other deep, uh, areas would. Yeah. These guys are deep. All right. So uh, the first guy I dug out is Lewinder Alvia. Avia. Lewinder Avia. Okay. Uh, he's a teenager, uh, but he did get out of the complex last summer and make six starts in full season ball for Kansas City. He's very raw. Um, I watched a little bit of his film in that he's releasing the ball and it's not sure where it's going to go. Uh, but he also has a lot of movement on all his stuff. Um, his ground ball rate was 57% full season ball last year because of people were just driving the ball into the ground. He didn't allow a home run. Um, he's six, three. He's got really nice balance on the Hill. Um, he has very good body control. So I think there's a chance that the command or control could come along with, um, he doesn't walk a lot of guys either, so he is he knows where the strike zone's at. Um, his pitch pitchers just have a lot of movement, so they're diving all over the place. You watch it, it's actually kind of crazy. So, uh, but I think he's pretty deep. But check out Lewinder, okay? Lewinder Avia. Um, the next guy I'm gonna bring up is Daryl Collins, and Daryl Collins is a honk baller. Do you know what a honk baller is? <laughs> he crushes it, it makes a honking sound. <laughs> Honkball is what uh, the Dutch is the Dutch word for baseball. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So he's a baseball. He's a honkball player. He's Got a honkballer. He's Dutch. Uh, he was on the Dutch uh, under eighteen team and had kind of a breakout. Um, very another kid that's very athletic. Another teenager that uh, reached full season ball last year. Left hander. He's got a really nice swing. He hasn't hit for a lot of power yet. But he's, it's there. You can see it if you watch some home runs he's hit. Um, it almost looks like it comes easy to him, the power. Um, and I really like the swing. So Daryl Collins uh, had a 370 estimated ex-Woba last year, too. So that definitely caught my eye. 
And then the third guy that I really liked that I looked at is a catching prospect named Carter Jensen. So Carter Jensen was the Royals' third-round draft pick in 2021. And he's very intriguing because he was only 17 until July 3rd of last year. So he's super young. He didn't turn 18 until July 3rd. Played at the complex all summer against guys that are recent draft picks, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. Um, And more than held his own. uh, Had a 340 estimated ex-WOBA. Very exciting. And and his swing's beautiful. Left-handed swing with excellent extension. Uh, Not Ken Griffey Jr., but Griffey-esque extension on that left-handed swing, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And he's wow. so young, there's so much development that can happen. Uh, he hit the road here, closing with Kyle here. Melendez, power is crazy. Do you think they'll DH him to get his bat into the lineup sooner? Yep. Yeah, I think DH will be kind of a rotating spot for them to give Salvi and Melendez rest. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And that'll be for the next several years probably. Which for us fantasy Fabulous. players is totally fine. He just needs to catch enough games to be eligible there. Yeah, that's the key right there. The big mystery. Will that happen? And there you go. That's it. We did not get to finish the AL Central today, but we're three quarters of the way done. We'll finish the rest next week, get into some other stuff. A half hour or less. We keep it real. We don't really go over. We're at 32 minutes. We're already pushing ourselves to the limit. We're over the tilt. Exhausted. We're out of control here. Oh, my God. Ah! Uh, we thank you guys for joining us. We had a really great turnout today. Outstanding. It looks like people are getting more baseball fever out there. We're getting close. Maybe a deal gets done. Maybe yeah. it happens. Maybe Every it day. Happens. Well, yeah. Who knows? Uh, make sure you follow Phil of Sports on Twitter. P-H-I-L of Sports. M-J Govier. Plaza Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me we two. got a new episode, full episode coming up Thursday. We're going to be having a new rebranding, a relaunch, a new beginning, a, a rebirth, if you will, some new additions, all kinds of stuff. We'll fill you on that later. So make sure, in the meantime, you guys keep on rocking, play some Dynasty, make some trades, have some drafts. We thank you for your time. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the Sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of prospects. That's the power of prospects. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.